0: Thanks for joining us for another episode of Honest to Goodness History. Uh, Zach is still away on assignment. Uh, I believe he's somewhere near the pyramids, but don't quote me. We uh, sent after...
1: him to Haiti. <laughs> I'm Duncan. And I'm
0: Dave. And we have a special guest joining us this week. Go ahead. Hey, everybody. You everybody.
2: I am Mike.
0: Perfect. Succinct. Just yeah. like we are every week on Honest to Goodness History. Yeah. Well, and, and everybody Mike knows is, who I am. So. Yeah, and
1: Mike is who. wearing uh, a Bose hat, which I, I appreciate because Bose is a fantastic brewery with fantastic product. Oh, it's
0: and, delicious! Beer. And they do not sponsor this show at all, which I'm pretty sure is criminal. They should. Sponsor and I, us. I,
1: would take contra.
0: I would take yep. contra.
2: Yep. Let's talk to them.
0: Yeah. I, I'm. I'll have my people call them. Perfect. Um. Well, like every episode, we always do. We always like to start with this day in history. So, uh, I believe, David, you have uh, an excellent This Day in History for us? I didn't say excellent. Fair enough.
2: Dave, you have a mediocre This Day in History for us. This is very average.
1: It's uh This Day in History. It's just some history. So, go. date of recording, July 9th, 1981. Okay. Is the date that we're going to go back to. Um, July gotcha. 9th, 1981, Donkey Kong was released okay. in japan okay oh i that's guess slightly bit... better than average right that's okay yeah, that's pretty good. We're that was so a, good
2: that was a it was a kick-ass side scroller it was awesome on one yeah. screen and all yeah. that happened video games you guys i'm older than you first off yeah. um so video games back then they were great because they had infinite levels and all that happened was they just got faster yeah.
0: and and the colors changed slightly
2: yeah and then every now and then it would start flashing, like you were having a bad trip or something. But yeah, it was, uh, it was awesome.
0: So in Donkey Kong in 1981, is that the original, uh, depiction of Super Mario? Uh,
1: yeah, well, he's just Mario at the time. He wasn't right. that super. He wasn't super. He was just. So yeah, th- this is, this is kind of the cool part is, I think a lot of people assume that, um, so when you play the game, you're playing as Mario, mm-hmm. and you're scaling, uh, this, it's it's described as a construction site, which makes sense because he's throwing, like, barrels and stuff down at you. Um, and you're scaling that to save uh, a lady from Donkey Kong. And I think most people just assume that was Princess Peach. It actually yeah. wasn't. Oh, um, that lady was known as Pauline.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: so not so, Princess Peach. So Princess Peach is, like, the side chick, or Pauline is the side chick? Pauline's a total
2: geisha.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um princess peach came in in the the next game where uh mario was you know doing his own thing without donkey kong but but yeah that that character's name was pauline she sort of disappeared into the ether for um a very long time and then she's now reappeared into the mario universe but oh, really? uh but yeah that's yeah. cool She's in, like, Smash Bros, and and she was in Super Mario Odyssey and all that kind of she, stuff. She's,
0: so. like, the Luigi version of Princess Peach.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's just cool to know that she was actually the original. And she was just named after, like, some guy's girlfriend who worked on the game. Like, um, there's so
0: many stories like that of just, like, how, how some of this weird video game stuff comes to be. It's like, yeah, I just named it after this person. Or, yeah. or like, I made up Pac-Man because there was a half-eaten pizza. Like... i'm pretty sure that's true yeah
1: yeah um so donkey kong um was of course created by the legendary video game designer Shigeru miyamoto um and he was named donkey kong uh donkey for his stubborn nature and kong was the generic term used in japan uh, japan to describe uh, giant apes so that's where the name comes from Mm-hmm. Um, one really cool fact I found out about this it wasn't about the game so much but more about the reception uh, obviously the game was received really really well um, in his 1982 book Video Invader Steve Bloom described Donkey Kong as another bizarre cartoon game courtesy of Japan and said it was one of the most exciting variations on the Pac-Man maze theme along with Sega's Frogger due to how players need to scale from the bottom of the screen to the top yeah which make them more like obstacle courses rather than mazes. So I, I like that because it was an interesting comparison to yeah. two other sort of contemporaries from the and time like popular which popular games, yeah. Yeah, Frogger and Pac Man. And it came after those and it just it was such a slight variation, but given video games were in such infancy, um, it just one little change and it's it's, Whole it's new game. such a exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Um Game was obviously really popular from a sales perspective as well. Um, by June 1982, Donkey Kong had sold uh, 60,000 cabinets in the United States alone. And that earned Nintendo $180 million, which works out to about half a billion dollars today. Jesus.
2: That's crazy. So how much would each cabinet have been sold for if 60,000 was $180 million?
1: Uh, That's yeah. a bit of math. The math
2: seems crazy. I, like... I think it's like 30000
0: Well, in cabinets, too, because there was Like, no yeah, that's for the arcades, stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And each cabinet is is worth tons because it's all quarters. It's all a right? computer as well. And it's all, like, well, yeah.
2: It, well, I think it's, a computer's back in 1981. Like, yeah. it's, you know, it was that, the Apple. Uh, the Apple might have just come out or was coming out in the next couple of years. Yeah,
1: yeah, really that's crazy. a good point. It, it doesn't actually say um, whether... Uh, the 180 million was just from the sale of the cabinet or of subsequent revenue. Cause again, we're talking about arcades, which back in the day was, you know, you buy the cabinet, but then there's still royalties that go yeah. back to both the Nintendo's
2: mm-hmm. and the original
1: right holders. But, um, either way, it was a gold mine. And Nintendo was actually in pretty severe financial trouble at the time. And it's, it's, it's pretty widely accepted that Donkey Kong is what brought them out of, of, of that financial trouble. So, so yeah. Amazing. Cool. So that's This Day in History, July 9th, 1981. That's cool. Amazing.
0: And as always, we always try to find a segue from the This Day in History segment to the main topic of our story, and, or of our episode. And this week is no different. The And it's an easy segue because, Dave, you're talking about animals and animals being jerks and ruining your day. And today we're going to talk about pigeon guided missiles and pigeon a, a missile guided by a pigeon
2: will ruin your day i think a missile in general would ruin your day regardless of if it's guided by pigeons it just i think it makes it cooler because it is guided by a pigeon
0: do you think like if you if a missile were to land on you you're like oh man that sucks but then you learn that there's pigeons in it you are like man that's a little bit cooler
2: Or if you look up in the sky and you're like, hey, there's a pigeon coming towards me. You didn't see the ICBM behind it. (laughs) And it gets the fuck out of the way at the end. You're like, oh,
1: shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's
0: basically what's going on here.
1: (laughs) This is a a Parisian pigeon. I should have known.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I will get you. So pigeons and warfare have been around for centuries, um, it's pretty much since the 6th century uh, B.C. Uh, Cyrus, Persian king, uh, used them to communicate. Um, Caesar used pigeons to communicate to uh, like outlying areas of their empire, like Gaul. Um, but even in modern age, uh, when Paris was besieged by Prussians in the, I believe, 19th century they used pigeons to kind of get messages outside to say, hey, we're this is what's happening, this is what's going on. So to deal with that, the Prussians they went and got hawks to just every time a pigeon comes out, just to take them out. <laughs> um so up and even up until World War One, World War II, pigeons were still used. Uh, radio technology was unreliable. Um and they they basically just used pigeons for messaging and and recon. Um, there were Germans who put cameras on pigeons and got them to fly over enemy territory just to take pictures and they would fly back pigeons the original drones yeah basically
1: how do you get a pigeon to go where you want it to
0: so pigeons it's not so much that to go where they want it to like what you do from my understanding is you take them far away from their home within about three thousand miles and they're fa- they'll find their way back there so you're not you're not taking them from, you're not saying, hey, go to Bill. You're saying go home, but you're so far away that it just, okay, I know my way back home. And so they'll do that from about 3,000 kilometers away.
1: So if you, Duncan, wanted to get a message to me, you'd take a pigeon from my home. Yes. Take it to your house. Yeah. Okay, got it. I did right. not know that before.
0: So you have like a, a, a standard base of operation that the pigeons call home. It. And then each team goes out from there, right? So, World War II saw 250,000 pigeons used by the UK alone. And wow. at this point, we still had radios. Like, we, we, radio was good. It was decent. We could use radio. Um, pigeons were awarded medals in the Second World War. Uh, there's a medal called the Dickin Medal.
1: Were uh, Nazi pigeons tried as war criminals after the war?
2: No, they were just following orders.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh
0: my god! Nine, <laughs> amazing, amazing. <laughs> so, pigeons were awarded medals. The medal was called the Dickin Medal. Thirty-two pigeons in World War II got the Dickin Medal. That's pretty, and there's uh, enough jokes there. That's a low-hanging fruit. Let's just leave the dick yeah. in metal.
2: Did
1: the pigeon was... population in Argentina triple after World War II? <laughs>
0: likely, likely. They They're got all there albino out. pigeons, though. They, they got there on a sub. Yeah. Um. So there was all these pigeons going around in, in the Second World War. At the time, um, missile technology was in its infancy. The Germans had V-2 rockets, and they were considered light years uh, beyond anybody else. Um, They had basically an analog computer within uh, the V-2 uh, that was better than anybody else. They were launching missile strikes from Germany to London, causing absolute havoc. Um, So the Americans decided they need to figure out how to do this and how to get accurate bombing, because at the time they were basically doing carpet bombing, which had very high collateral damage um it was inaccurate. You didn't always say what you wanted. so enter a man named Burris Frederick Skinner uh affectionately known as b. f Skinner He was an american psychio- psychi- sorry psychologist oh that was a mouth fart right there um a behaviorist, an author, an inventor, social philosopher, and poet. So, prior to the war, he liked pigeons. He had them as pets, and he trained them to tap objects for food. Um, And he actually got a contract saying that he could do this and get pigeons to guide a missile. And he said, I'll do it, no problem. So, the military gave him a contract for $25,000 in 1943, which... If you translate it to now, it's basically nothing. It's it's three hundred thousand dollars, and when the military has you know a massive budget, to give them, you know twenty five thousand dollars is saying hey, you just just you know sure, figure it out, figure it out. So, he takes his plan. His plan was basically to build a screen in a you know a base somewhere and. Have pigeons tap on a screen, which would control a device that would give them food. So the, the pigeon taps it, they get food. So they would p- take these. The plan was to take these six or seven pigeons per missile and get them to tap a screen inside the missile to guide it towards a target. That was a, that's what he said. That that's what he's going to do. So he got his squadron of pigeon in '43. He got 64 pigeons. And apparently they're really good at the task that was asked for them. So they have better visit vision uh, than humans. They have better, they have uh, the ability to react, better uh, reaction times than humans. Uh, they're able to differentiate colors. They don't get dizzy. And obviously they're tiny and can fit in a bomb.
2: So wait or, a second. Um... Again, sorry about the math. Uh, Twenty-five thousand dollars. Yeah. Sixty-four pigeons. Yeah. Mr. Skinner lined his pockets. <laughs> he spent a hundred bucks on birds, and he had twenty-four thousand nine hundred dollars <laughs> to go out to a jazz club and meet some fast women and listen to uh, and drink some liquor.
0: To be fair, he didn't really need the money. He was already a pretty well respected psychologist.
2: Yeah, yeah, but this is money nobody knew about. Yeah. They think, military project, no problem.
0: I mean I guess. I, I but he he was doing the work. So
2: Yeah, with a hundred bucks.
0: <laughs> well no, so he had to go and make a mini movie theater for these pigeons, essentially. Then they would so that they would peck it and, and in a confined space and figure out how to do this. Mm-hmm. So they he he got them to peck the screen up say like basically the screen was like a roadmap of wherever. And he, he had them peck it until they he got the desired result. Mm-hmm. So once they he trained them to, to tap the screen and things like that, he's like, okay, what's next? Because they already knew how to do it and he was golden um so hold on they had
1: to they had to peck a specific part of the screen yes. to get food
0: yes okay Got it. and the idea being that once they're in the missile itself where they peck controls how it actuates the the fins of the missile so you know if they peck at the top the missile is going to go downwards and and things like that which is at the time they had to peck really really hard Because these these weren't wired connections. These are mechanical connections. So they're physically pecking to move levers to move the fins. Hmm. These are some strong-ass pigeons. Yeah. So after they did their mental training, they actually had to undergo physical training. So they had to figure out how to... They were subjected to tests to stun them, or anything that would stun them, or divert them from what's going on, right? You know, a war zone is, is a pretty loud environment. So um, they, they tested them against flares, flashes, explosions, uh, pressure variations, vibrations. They were given pure oxygen. Um, and they also had to undergo physical training of changes in g-forces. So basically they put these pigeons in centrifuges like they do with the astronauts, and just <laughs> spun them around to see how it affected them.
2: That's hilarious. That's and, all I'm picturing right now is the movie The Right Stuff or something. Right, There's and just pigeons, pigeons going through this shit. <sighs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Face back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> their, their skin all just... So all these 64 pigeons went through all of this training. Every single one of them passed with flying colors.
1: Flying feathers. Fly nice. Feathers. Uh... Do we have a they, sound effect? That, they have the
0: right there stuff. Will be, there will be no sound effects. That was a pretty bird brain joke, David. Oh. Hey. <laughs> so all sixty-four pigeons excelled. So Skinner and his squadron are just absolutely stoked. He is. He he books a demonstration with uh, military officials, and. They were actually going up against a pretty tough, uh, competition at this time. Um, radio, or sorry, radar guided missiles were, were new and television guided missiles were also new. So he has to compete with those. Um, the pigeons outperformed radar homing missiles and TV radio guided missiles um Skinner's demonstration was rated at 55%. Uh the other both of the other methods were under 40%. So these pigeons outperformed contracts that were millions of dollars higher than theirs. These $25,000 worth of pigeons did better than millions of dollars of of radio and TV uh, guided missiles. And the military still chose the other guys. Right? So these pigeons, they outperform them because, and, and Skinner's trying to plead his case. He's saying, guys, radar can be jammed. TV signals can be lost. These are pigeons. They will always work. And they put six or seven in there so that if one didn't work, the other five would
1: or the other, you know, six would. It's crazy to think how much free labor the armed forces could have had just in the city of Manhattan alone. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: and, and the pigeons that Skinner got, these weren't like any sort of special pigeons. These were just pigeons that he found. He could do this with any pigeon. And he's just like, no, I'm going to use these ones. Um, so, yeah, these, these pigeons outperformed, you know, the, this up and coming new technologies like flat out. And yeah, the military still said no. We're gonna pass.
2: It's all about kickbacks. I'm telling it probably
0: you. was it. Probably yeah. was. Where was Halliburton?
2: Yeah, I've seen War Dogs with um, <laughs> Jonah was Hill.
0: Cage.
2: No, Jonah Hill. Which That's more that? You're thinking Lord of War. Oh, war. Yeah. Do, uh, war Dogs. It's they. They're two arms dealers, like in the um, Iraqi War, and they just they're like low bidding, like shitty war contracts. They're like we're gonna supply your bullets. like the, the absolute like we're gonna supply shoelaces to the military because nobody goes after those contracts and yeah. they would yeah and they uh they were like illegally importing arms and stuff like that it was, it was a cool movie but yeah it's all about kickbacks for
0: sure. it really is it really yeah. is so unfortunately project pigeon which was the code name or fortunately if you're a pigeon uh, was cancelled and uh, just before so no pigeons saw uh you know, action in, in this way during the second world war. Um, but yeah, these are like the world's tiniest kamikaze pilots Yeah, because they did not survive, uh, the impact. Um, and Skinner said, you know, he thought about the, the, uh, end game and he thought the lives of a few pigeons would not be, uh, as bad as the possible other outcome. Mm -hmm. Um, but after the, after the project was ended, Skinner kept the birds. Uh, they were his pets. And he, he would test them years later to see if they would still remember how to, uh, you know, peck the, the a screen. And, sh- and 10, 15 years later, they still remembered uh, all of their basic training.
1: There you I go. didn't realize
0: pigeons lived that long.
2: Maybe not 10, 15 years, but. Like six months.
0: Pigeons actually <laughs> live quite a while.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, i probably like. Six so two ago. things.
2: Um, one, that's the shittiest, uh, secret code name for a project. I've project ever heard. pigeon. Yeah. Hey, Project Pigeon. What are you working on? Pigeons.
0: Yeah, but like, hang on. Project hang
2: on. nothing. To, nothing to see here.
0: <laughs> if If you're a Nazi spy, and you're reporting back to your handler. And he nope. says, yeah, what are they working on? They have pigeons in the <laughs> yeah, missiles. The guy's going to be like, okay, sure he does, Hans.
2: Get out of yeah. here. Hans, it's time to give up the schnapps. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right? Like, who's
2: going to believe that?
0: Who's going to believe that? Yeah. a man world...
1: for a pigeon is six years,
0: by the way. All right, so maybe six years after the fact, they still remembered.
2: And all they had to do was, like, open up, like, a little small ejection door prior to the missile landing. And they could have flown and come home. And then you know because they start with sixty four like their their the original squadron was sixty four pigeons right yeah um but then you only have sixty four well and they were launching six to seven so you're you're only like seven to eight missiles before you're out of pigeons that are trained because all of them would fucking die. <laughs> so A
1: you company would need, ran out pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, so it's like
2: <laughs> years of training for eight missiles. You like, but if you, have, if you have if you have an escape door though, they would they would all come home.
0: If they're within range of well, the problem well, is
2: three thousand miles, from like a plane. yeah.
1: Uh, plane you see, Mike, there was 000. no there was no pigeon union at the time.
2: Not at all. If the yeah, for sure, labor unions. Jimmy Hoffa would have would have hooked those guys up for sure.
0: <laughs> this isn't the first time the military or the last time the military would try animals. Also, in the Second World War, they tried to use bats. Which I think would be a fantastic addendum to this episode, but we'll we'll talk about that in another day. Um Project Pigeon would come back in nineteen forty eight. And here's a better project name, Project Orcon, which stood for organic control. So nice. it's a better project name. Um but it was also cancelled in nineteen fifty four. That was very no George Orwell, though. Yeah, it was, yeah, totally. But, yeah, no pigeons ever saw the line of duty as
1: kamikaze pilots. Mm. But I think I, I think I know what sound the person made who had the bat idea right before they said the idea. Do you want to know what that sound was? Yeah. Guys, yes. <sighs> <Nice>, get this. <laughs> bats. Yeah. Bats.
2: <laughs> it's a marketing brainstorming session.
0: Right. And there's Here's there's what no we're bad gonna do answers, them. guys. There's no bad answers. Let's just i will get it on the board. We'll get it on the board. There's no bad answers. The guy says bats and they're like, yeah, yeah. Uh okay. Bats.
2: So are you gonna are you like is that gonna be something we're gonna talk about in a future episode then, or can we talk yeah, about we bats be- and other animals now? Because I've got my favorite topic, and Duncan, we've talked about it, but Dave, we've never spoken um really. <laughs> Um, so okay, my favorite. I'll, I'll,
0: I'll do bats quickly. Okay. Do bats. and then, I, I want to do
2: my thing. I want to do my thing.
0: So yeah, the yeah. idea was to have bats carry, uh, incendiary devices, uh, and they would drop them at night, uh, preferably over Japan because Japan is a, uh, the a city made of paper and bamboo. Um, and especially in the forties and the bats, as they're dropped from the plane at, at dawn, would try to seek shelter in roosts, and these incendiary devices are set on timers and would ignite the city uh, come morning when the bats came to places to roost, and these places would be high up, difficult to access. It hit a problem when the training facility caught fire. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so it worked? It worked completely. It worked nice. completely. <laughs> worked.
0: But... That was the military's dalliance with bats.
2: Yeah. Uh, So mine is also in World War II, um, and it's awesome. Uh, This is from the Russian side, though. Russians, very practical people, so they try to use what's around, right? Um, So picture this. uh, Tank dogs, right? So what they did was they would take stray dogs, uh, they would train them, and they would strap mines and explosives to their back, and they would train them to go under tanks, and they would explode. You know? Again, similar to the the pigeons, like kamikaze dogs, kind of. Um, but yeah, the great thing was they only trained them because they didn't have German tanks to train them on. They trained them on Russian tanks. So they le- <laughs> they unleashed these dogs on the front lines, and they ran back to their own fucking tanks and blew themselves up. It's a very that's a very Russian World War II story. Yeah, it's, it's
0: it's like perfectly Russian because I can just imagine the commander just being like. Shoot the dogs! What are you what is happening? No 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 get the dogs, get the dogs. And the journey's nice. just laughing at them. Yeah. And Animals in Warfare, I think there's so many I mean they have dogs with titanium teeth in Afghanistan now. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's there's so many episodes within this episode that we could do and, and have spin off episodes.
2: Yeah. Torpedo
0: dolphins. Torpedo or and, and the mind detecting dolphins and, and yeah. things like that. They don't report on that on CP 24 They don't. Not anymore. They used to back (laughs) in the day. Um, So B.F. Skinner um, would go on to be an absolutely influential member of the American Psychological Association and the psychological genre as a whole. Like, Dave, I know your your fiancé is uh, a therapist she definitely knows bf skinner definitely and he he taught at harvard he received numerous awards a 2002 survey named him the most influential psychologist psychologist oh my god psychologist <laughs> of the 20th century so he he's wildly popular um you know he's taught basically how how we're conditioned. He he's essentially like a, an extension of Pavlov from my behaviorist.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. And and he made pigeon guided missiles.
2: Smart guy.
1: He's well suited to be a smart guy because he's got a big head. Oh, <laughs> nice. A yeah, honestly, look it up. He's he's just got A giant melon.
0: He looks Orwellian, to be honest. Is he looks B- like a, a character. In B.
1: F. Skinner. B. F. Yeah, BF? yeah BF. as in best friend Skinner. Not to be confused with B. F. F. Skinner. Wow. Which is yeah. A yeah, yeah, yeah. Version.
0: The best friend forever Skinner. Yes. <laughs> no, he he was a, definitely a very bright man. Like, and and just had a thing for pigeons. I mean.
1: Well, I wanted to make the cocaine joke for him. But it was really smart because pigeons have been used in that way for centuries, just in delivering messages and and that kind of stuff. So just like to take that idea and translate it to warfare is – Well, it's a different way because the pigeons that were used before
0: were were taking messages from one place home, right? But these pigeons aren't delivering messages. They're not trying to get back home. They're just trying to
1: peck a screen. Right, but it, it still ties back to behavior. Which oh, is something he was an expert in. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. just he he looked at just natural patterns of behavior and said that one thing can apply to another and it might work in warfare.
0: Well, and he said the 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 thing that bugged him the most, the thing that pissed him off the most about uh, Project Pigeon, is that surprise, no one took them seriously. And he's like, why isn't anyone taking it seriously? That's why the project never continued. It had nothing to do with the ethical reasons of blowing up six to, <laughs> to seven chickens, or chickens, six to seven pigeons every time you want to blow up a target. But to That's be honest, awesome. Project Pigeon could have saved lives instead of carpet bombing. You know, you have more precise attacks. And and the civilian casualties would probably have been less, but if only we listened to the pigeons. Mm-hmm. And there you have Pigeon-guided missiles.
1: Very good, Duncan. I like it.
0: I think it's definitely uh, worth note. Um, I don't know what we have on the docket for next week. Uh, I believe Zach is back from uh, his adventures. We'll have to ask him about where he went. And um, yeah. But I believe we're talking about pipes. If not, I mean, just listen. You'll see what's up. Nice. And don't forget to... Uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and if you have any problem with what you, we've heard today, um, I'm pretty sure I should just give you Mike's personal email address. But
1: yes, please do. I hear just... we're getting we're getting bonus content on social media leading up to, uh, or is it after? It'll be
0: after every episode. There'll be some extra bonus content during the week on Instagram, on
1: Instagram and Facebook. Very cool. So I've seen yeah. some of the artwork, people. It's it's worth. Clicking the free follow button, trust me. I mean, it's just a click. Would it hurt? Yep.
0: And we haven't received any corrections to date to history at gmail.com. So everything we're telling is 100% true. Mm-hmm. So clearly, by that transitive property, we're pretty much a genius.